0: I was top three in the UK for my numbers, in terms of how much I offed, in terms of my capabilities, so the shoes I could off. I was never late to work, and I used two of my free paid sick days, which they allowed us to have in the end, right? They fired me in five minutes, bro. That week, I was so depressed, I was like, I'm gonna have to go back home to my mum's, like, I don't, I like, London's expensive, and I cannot afford this. So I had two months left, after they paid me my final pay or whatever. And I said, within these two months, i got to do everything in my power to make sure I never go back home.
1: So, obviously, Fabio. Yeah. FD. Yeah. FD from the, you know. Yeah. F with a small F. <laughs> FD from the future. Yeah. So, there's a lot of different FDs, a lot of uh-huh. different Fabios, you uh-huh. know. So, um, tell me a little bit more, especially, like, FD from the future. Mm. Like... That name, I know it means something, but I want you to explain to me what it means.
0: Yeah, so um, obviously, Fabio De Senna is my real name. Mm. So I'm half Italian, half South African. Um, Fabio Antonio De Senna is my real name. So kind of more Italian than South African, I'd say, right? So FD started when I was a rapper. So I was about, I, I rapped like my whole teenage life because mm. uh, I grew up around a lot of boys and a lot of boys were rapping and things like that and um, I started taking it more serious when I was about 16, 17 and basically it, my my artist name was FD with a lowercase f and the lowercase f and the, the caps d, it kind of represented like always oh, being like the underdog. I know that sounds kind of so. corny yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I'm not going to lie, when I was 16, I thought that shit was, like, so tapped. <laughs> like, I thought I was tapped in. Like, I thought I was leveled. So um, it was just FD. And then basically in 2018, I went to Toronto because uh, I linked up with uh, – he was big at the time. And, like, for all the Toronto men who are, like, big on music and a lot of people who grew up in that era, they would know who Prime Boys are. So there was a group in Toronto called Prime Boys and I guess the the main guy in it was called Jimmy Prime and he he was kind of around the OVO camp and things like that and um, I linked up with him in Toronto but the problem was when, when I was going there two weeks before, uh, their close friend Smoke Dog uh, who, who was a big rapper in Toronto, he got killed so like all the plans that were meant to happen just flopped so I only saw him once when I was out there. But when we were out there, we chopped it up. And I was like, oh, he was like, you need to brand yourself correctly. And he was like, think of like an Instagram app or something where people can like kind of attach that with your name. And uh, his name was Jimmy from the Six. So I was like, oh, can I have like FD from, I was thinking, because I'm from Crawley, West Sussex. I was thinking like FD from the 10 because it was RH10. So I was like, something like that. And then I was like, what about FD from the future? And he was like, yeah, I mean, it works. So I was like, cool. So when I wrapped, my app was FD from the future. Mm. But now the stuff I do now, everybody knows me as FT from the future. So it's kind of like I embodied it before I even knew it. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I like that. I like that story. Yeah. And especially when you're talking about FD from the future, it's like your future self coming now.
0: Yeah. So you know and thing. like, it, it's a, it's such a good brand name because... Mm. When I do a lot of stuff, <laughs> when I do a lot of stuff that people are like, like I might get clothes early or something, they're like, oh, how'd you do it? I'm like, I'm from the future, <laughs> mate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, it kind of works in my favour. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I first created it, I didn't really think anything of it. Yeah, yeah. But now it's therefore like, it's me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking
1: about creativity or creation, um, let's go to creativity. So you mentioned that you used to be a rapper. So when it comes to the creativity in general, like now that you're a content creator, um, have you always kind of had that kind of brain where you like to make things, you like to kind of show your individual personality, would you say?
0: Yeah, man, like basically my parents migrated to this country when I was about two years old mm. and my pops like he was not creative. He wasn't really this is no shot at him, I love him, but he wasn't really a driven person, or anything like that. But my mum was, like, the breadwinner, and, like, she would always be creative, you know, making stuff, and we didn't have money, Mm. so she would always find ways to, you know, like, craft things up and make new things, or, like, always be creative. Like, when we were kids, she always always really wanted me to draw and things like that, and um, I struggled, like, really bad academically, and my parents split up in year six, and, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go today, Pause, like, um But, yeah, the same year uh, they split up, my mum got cancer. So, like, my teenage life was very uh, confusing and very troubled for me. Um, but one thing that was always through that is creative ways that I was expressing myself. So I love music. Uh, this was the era of Tumblr. So, like, I, I adored Tumblr. Like, I owe everything to that platform because I learned everything about fashion, everything about music on Tumblr, um, I'll be drawing a lot of things like that, uh, poems, I used to write a lot of poems, and then, and then, I said this in another podcast before, um, but obviously I'm white, but I grew up, a lot of my, a lot of my friends were black, majority of my friends were black, and they rapped as well, so I always thought, like, being the white boy in the group, like, I wanted to try harder, like, I wanted to be I wanted to feel like I was part of the group as much as everybody else. So, like, I would always try way harder, like, to rap better and things like that. And I think because of that, it almost, like, sped up the process of creativity mm. because it allowed me to kind of do a lot more than, like, an average 14-year-old, 15-year-old because I was trying to impress everybody else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think anything I do, I thrive so much better in, like, creative um, fields Then like Academic like I'm, I'm definitely dyslexic Like I have ADD Pretty sure I have ADHD I've never been tested for it But like I have So many symptoms of it yeah. So Yeah
1: Yeah No thanks for sharing, me that, for sharing yeah, yeah. with
0: me um, So I guess Through that period of
1: time When you're trying different Like different mm-hmm. outlets Was there one thing That kind of Shone through And um and on top of that Like did that help you Go through the Trauma I'd say Like through what was going on With your parents I'll keep it a buck Uh,
0: I think You know what it was I think Hmm. That's a good question Because I never really thought of it Hmm. Um, I think when I was younger I didn't I didn't realise The importance Of creative things So yeah like I might have been going through some stuff and maybe drawing some things or whatever, but I didn't actually realise how therapeutic it was. But obviously, as you get older, as you mature, you kind of understand these things a lot more. Mm. But then, for instance, when I rapped, a lot of, um, when I was opening up in my music and things like that, you could obviously tell that, like, that was a way of expressing myself without telling people as such, because I wasn't really a big talker when I was growing up. Mm. But I think as you get older... You know, you mature, your emotions mature, things like that. So, um, I think the one thing that has stood out the whole time in any creative thing that I've done is my honesty. Um, even now, as a content creator, I'm completely honest. I don't wear a mask, I don't lie. When I was drawing and things like that, I used to draw, it was quite, like, cartoony and stuff like that, but, like, I was being honest with my art form. Mm. And, like, when I rapped, I was being myself, you know, like... Everyone was like, why don't you make drill music? Why don't you make, uh, like, uh, what was it? What was that, Eritreus? You know, like, oh, young I'm ads. Also. Yeah, or, like, young ads. Like, when he first started doing the melody, I was like, nah, mm. like, I want to rap. Like, so, yeah, I think honesty was, like, the best thing that has been, like, in all my creative fields. Yeah. So,
1: because I, I know for me, for example, like, mm. I'm more, I'm the opposite. So I'm more, like, academic than, say, creative. Right, right. Although I might have done, like, say, dance and played instruments as well, mm. like, growing up. But... always found it hard to do the creative bit like because there was a piece of me kind of being vulnerable Mm. and like that vulnerability of kind of being judged as being good or being not so good and I didn't really like it from a creative perspective because Mm. I felt like with numbers like with maths for example it's like there's a right answer there's a wrong answer you can grade Mm. me on that Mm -hmm. whereas creativity is very subjective and What I really like about what you've just said is that you were able to be honest like with your drawing, with your rapping, Mm. and not be afraid to be vulnerable, as it were. Well,
0: the thing is, that's a really good point, what you're saying, because that again takes maturity, because I'll keep it 100, like, I grew up around all all my friends, no one was vulnerable, my mum was quite vulnerable, My, my father wasn't. Then obviously with the split on my family, it was all just muddled up anyway. Yeah. Everyone's emotions were all over the place. So I grew up in a weird dynamic of like, I want to be vulnerable, but I can't, I don't feel like I can be because there's bigger fish to fry, right? My yeah. mum's got cancer, things like that. And, um, you know, I grew up around a lot of men who were doing legit, legitimate things, things like that. And, you know, there was a lot of situations and things where, there was a lot of situations in my life where I didn't want to be there mm. or like I didn't want to be involved or whatever. So it's hard to be vulnerable in a, in a place or a situation where you don't feel like you can be. Yeah. So again, what I was saying, like <laughs> the whole honesty and things like that, it's like when I started making music, everyone's like cussing me out about, Oh, you're white da or this, and that, you know what I mean? But, I was kind of already used to a lot of these things mm-hmm. because, you know, being being that guy or whatever, and yeah, I think over time it takes maturity to understand that being vulnerable is like the only thing that really matters yeah. because that's where people can resonate with you, right? Mm-hmm. But that that shit took me probably like eighteen, nineteen years of my life to realize, like, do you know what I'm saying?
1: That's still quite a young age to get it though.
0: Like some people take something in their twenties even thirties and later. Yeah. But this is what I mean. I think I think I'm twenty five now, mm. but a lot of things happen in my life where it kinda pushed me to the point where I realised like I didn't really wanna I didn't really wanna be around a lot of these situations. I didn't wanna be around these things, you know what I'm saying? Like for instance, this is no disrespect to any other man I'm there, but in 2019 my boy got murdered and in 2020 he had his funeral but I remember being at the funeral on a row of uh there was like I think there was like 15 of us and I was the only one who cried on that row and I was what 21 at the time and I just remember thinking one of one of my other brethren's cried and he he knows who he is and he's Growing up, he was, like, one of the toughest guys I've ever met, you know what I'm saying? And he cried, and he was like, I only cried because you cried. And, like, he's always – me and him have always had this big bro, little bro love. And and to me, that I remember seeing that and just thinking, like, this is just so crazy, like – because I know that they were so upset, but they just – they've never been taught to be in touch with their emotions or be vulnerable. And – this is why I'm so open nowadays with a lot of my stories and things like that, because people need to hear this. Like, if I'm somebody's inspiration or I'm their goat or whatever, like, if I can tell someone, yeah, it's it's fine to cry, it's cool to cry, whatever, they might be happy to feel that they can do that. Because when I was growing up, <laughs> no, one, no one other than my mum and my nana really kind of told us that you could do those type of things, right? Because I used to be around a lot of boys who had the same... Upbringing in terms of feeling like you can't do those things, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So, so if they were the ones that like allowed you or gave you the ability to be vulnerable, would you say my yeah. nana, my mum, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. The women in my life have been like the strongest figures mm. in my life. Yeah, still to this day, mm. always been the most driven, always been the most inspiring. Yeah, I love that. Come on, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out, Mumsy. Yeah, shout out, Mummy, man.
1: Um, so you mentioned like. Not wanting to be in certain places Mm. Um, So what kind of places Were you looking to be in Especially Mm.
0: as you were An aspiring rapper at the time Yeah I think um, I grew up in a town uh, Shout out Crawley West Sussex Um, uh, From young like I always Like no one ever really made it out You know made it out of the hood Like no one ever really made it out And like I From young Like I would always be like Yeah like you know, like, I want to, I want to make a million pounds, like, I want to get out of Crawley, like, I want to go to America, because I was, I love Tumblr, right, so I was idolizing everything on, in America, right, and um, I went to Chicago in 2016, I took, like, five bills, I thought I was flipping rich, bro, (laughs) I bought, I bought, like, two pairs of shoes, we went crazy in some of the outlet stores, but it was, like, it was, like, that energy in the city. Like, uh, Chance the Rapper just dropped. Um, Tris, what's that album? Acid Rap. Not Acid Rap. The one the one after Acid Rap. Oh, bro. Uh, the album cover, he's wearing the three hat. But I don't know the name of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Future song, the 2 chain song. Mm-hmm. Like, it was such good album. And I remember, like, that vibe in the city was just so good. And, like... That 2016 I was like Nah I need to get out of Crawley Like There's so much more to life Yeah Do you know what I'm saying Um, And then yeah So I was still kind of You know In the ends or whatever And I was just like Yeah I need to get out Long story short Left So Got kicked out of college Drop Yeah College I left college Whatever And then I got scouted for modelling Mm. And When I got scouted for modelling like, I just leveled everyone. I know that sounds crazy, but people need to hear what I'm saying. Like, I leveled up, like, differently. Because, yeah. like, I'm just this cruelly kid from, like, outside of London. I'm going to places like we're in now, like, every other day, right? I'm shooting Fred Perry campaigns, Adidas Nike. Like, I was in, like, some big magazines, like, really early on. Like, at like 18, 19. It's a lot to handle, right? Yeah. But because of that, it's like... I do all that and then I go back home and I'm just like, you lot are still outside doing niche. Mm. <laughs> like, like I really just felt like I really needed to do more with my life. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So then with the modeling piece. So like you got why, why'd you get kicked out of college? <laughs> mm. Why'd you get kicked out of college? Bro, I'll keep her buck, like so in school, I did really bad in school. Mm. Um, I only only got five GCSEs, mm. and the last one was a B Tech, but it was a music tech, and I got a distinction star. So like, drama got an A in it, media like got a B in it, I think, because the theory was hard in it, yeah. but the, the practical. This one I'm saying creatively, I'm That's so good at, it. Mm. but theory and all that, I'm so bad. Mm. So, I went to college. I did drama, music tech. I had to reset my maths. Um, there was something else forgotten off the top of my head. But, like, I was getting, like, A stars in the practical and music tech. Technically, that's what they're telling me. But the theory and the way that they wanted me to do it in music tech, I was failing it mm. because they, they were telling me how to do it. But I didn't want to do it in their way. Yeah, yeah. Same with drama. I was getting A's in all the practicals, but the theory, I was getting U's in it. Mm. So, like, I just, I'm not going to lie, like, College was tough for me because, you know, we, all the Crawley man, then we went to a richer area in West Sussex. And um, (laughs) college was the craziest time for me, but it was, like, so good at the same time. Because, you know, like, you go from one extreme to, like, everyone's rich. You know, all the girls there are so rich. You know, everybody's dripped out you know like this is like when babe and supreme and pyrex and all of that was so heavy and we're just in track suits and fucking the cheapest sports direct shoes and whatever all the girls love us because we're from a different area and we're bad boys or whatever and all the boys hate us so we're beefing all the time and da-da-da-da-da. and i'm also now going through trying to be a man and the trauma from my past and it was just a lot and yeah I just lost my virginity I'm just having (laughs) sex with all these girls that did it so I just (laughs) I would pull up to college I'll go to like one lesson that would it I would just be posted up I lived so close to the college because my dad moved to the to the nicer area but in the shit part so like I would just get everybody to come to my crib all the girls all the man them my parents went in my dad my stepmom went in yeah so that's why I got kicked out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just had no like they were my attendance was so bad. Mm. And they were basically saying, like, if we don't kick you out, you might as well just leave. Like. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, because you there's no point in you being here. How did that make you feel though?
1: Because did you have like
0: You know what's really sad yeah. about that whole situation? My mum begged them to take me in. Yeah. Cause my mum would tell you, if my mum was sat here now, yeah, if I never got scouted for modelling, and if I never move to London or, like, bounce back from me getting fired from my job, we'll talk about that, I guess, like, I'll probably be trapping mm. because, like, I don't know what else I'll do, G. Like, I, I did retail and all that and everybody watching back home or whatever, they're probably thinking this guy's just chatting shit. But honestly, like, if none of these things happened in my life, I just wouldn't have known any other way other than to turn to some dumb shit. I don't know, you know,
1: because um, the, reason why, the reason why I say that, yeah, is <laughs> yeah. because...
0: That's just how you, I feel, though.
1: But you could have done it earlier. Do you know what I mean? And, like, obviously... could The modelling thing came at a point where you needed it and gave you a new gateway. But I think if that opportunity didn't come, something else would have came. Just based on your personality and based on where you were facing,
0: because... But the, but the thing is, I wasn't trapping in college, but mm. I was doing other shit. Mm. Yeah. So non-legit yeah. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't want to trap... And the, the thing is, I'm, I'm 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 man enough to say I didn't want to chat because I was quite I was quite um, scared to do it. Mm. Not because of like police and that, because like in my area and stuff, it was hot. <laughs> like people were beefing like bad, mm. and I wasn't. I didn't really want to. <laughs> I didn't want to beef anyone. Yeah. Um, so I was doing other things. Uh, so, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So with the modeling <laughs> so, so with the modeling piece, yeah. yeah. So
1: that felt like um like a new opportunity. So when it gave you the opportunity to level up. Right. So were you saying I'm gonna just like hammer and work on this model? Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll be I'll be completely transparent because I've spoken about it before. Um modeling saved my life. Yeah. So um like I said, uh college was tough for me. And um we don't have to go into it super deep, but when I was seventeen I I nearly killed myself, because I was just like, there was just too much, my mind just couldn't handle everything, and like, I was going through all these pressures, and struggles, and whatever, and like, I remember it was my nana's birthday, in I think 2017, 16, I think, I forgot the year, I think it was 2017, I think it was 2017, April, and um, I remember going back to my house and uh this is before I knew about modeling and somebody told me to scout for it. Like to go to go to these um agencies and uh do whatever. And I remember I went and bro I had my last tenor. I remember I went we bumped the train, me and my guy JP, shout JP. We went to London, we went to like three agencies and they all said no. And I remember I came back home on my nana's birthday. And I remember I went back to my dad's house and no one was in the house. And I I generally I was like, this is it. Like I'm gonna I have to do it. Like I, I can't do this anymore. And um yeah, I was 17 and uh I just remember like in in that like darkest moment, I was like, what have I done with my life to just end my life? And I remember I just kind of like snapped out of it a bit. And then two weeks later i got scouted for modeling um through ruben selby so ruben selby is now very respected in the industry he he works at a lot of agencies he runs his own agency talent agency he's got his own brand whatever but he saved my life yeah yeah i, I owe everything to that guy because he, he genuinely saved my life because not only i was yes de- depressed and things like that but if I never got a scout for modelling, like I said, I probably would just gone into some dumb shit. And that's what I'm saying. If my mum was here, she would tell you that. Because my mum knows me, like, knows my brain, like, through and throughout. She would be like, yeah, he would have been a drug dealer or something. Because she just knows, like, I was easily swayed it, at a young age. Um, but, yeah, then when I got scout for modelling, it was like, it was like, fuck am I going to kill myself for, bro? <laughs> Look at this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Look at this shit. Three, four months in, I'm getting flown out to Spain. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a I'm in a bad boy hotel for like four days. I remember I was so ill. I had like the worst uh, chest infection. I was so ill, but everything was paid for. I was running up room service. <laughs> I went to the Zara headquarters. I was like, bro, I'm never going to kill myself, bro. This is what life <laughs> is like. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Couple months later, couple months later, I then get scouted to Storm Models, which is like... Kate Moss was on store yeah. Models, like, Cara Delevingne, like, and, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, no one in Crowley could ever chat shit to me, bro. Like, oh, yeah, what, you, you change it? I don't give a fuck, bro. There's way more to life, bro. I'm going to events and parties, there's rappers and shit, and I'm thinking, bro, I could never go back to this old shit that I was on, innit? And then, yeah, from there, I just built this kind of, like, um this dog mentality, which I have now. And I think... That's the way I've gone through the, the industries I've gone through because my mindset is next to none. Like, what do you mean by dog mentality? Bro, I'm a beast, bro. Like, like I'm a, I'm a, like I'm so tapped in. Like, it's crazy. Like anything I've done creatively, yeah. like I've just pushed through like every single door. Like, and I, I think, I think it started from seeing my parents migrate to the country with nothing. Yeah. And my mum, she had nothing when she first got here. And, like, she ended up doing, like, internal comms at um, Unilever, which is, like, a big corporation. And the way she got that job was she literally was just pulling up to places and, like, yo, hire me. Like, I'm an immigrant. Like, I ain't ain't got shit, but I'll work for it. She started from the bottom. And then she ended up – I think my mum ended up on, like, a good paying wage outside of London, which is great. I think she was on, like, 50 grand or something, and then she got cancer. But when she bounced back from cancer, she was like, "Nah, fuck working." She was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." Mm -hmm. And then she started from the bottom again and built her jewelry business. And now she got two stores in the area she lives in. So, like, watching this, what I'm saying, watching a woman in my life do things like that, I'm like, "Nah, I can't. I can't ever slack." You know what I'm saying? My boy got murdered when he was 20 years old. I was like, "I can never slack." You know, my my guy didn't even have the chance to go to America or have a child or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You you know, do simple things. And like, he, he, he don't even have the chance to do that. So what, what, I'm just going to slack and do nothing with my life. Mm. Fuck that, bro. I got to (laughs) just, I got to take over everything that i put my hands on. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's just how I feel. Like, no one can tell me like I'm bad at something. No one can do that. Yeah. Because I have so much shit to back it up. And, uh, obviously it's taken years for me to like feel like this, but it takes, it takes all these things in my life. You know, it takes me nearly getting jumped when I was 15. It takes me seeing people getting stabbed or it takes me fucking, you know, what else? <laughs> it takes me getting changed, butt naked and 30 girls at a runway <laughs> show. It takes, it takes these things to build this, like this strong skin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I feel like when you have a good mindset, like, you can't lose. Mm. And, like, yeah. 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 No, I love that. Sometimes (laughs) I just be random. Hey, do your thing, do your thing.
1: So, um... Because I I like what you said about that dog mentality and, like, literally just going for it and not allowing things to stop you. So, even in the face of rejection, it's like, mm. they're missing out. It's not me that's missing out. Mm. So... When you were modeling, mm. you were still rapping, right? Mm-hmm. Had you started doing content creation at that point? Mm-hmm. So, how did we kind of go from those two pillars to then content creation? Because yeah. you could still be an aspiring rapper now, yeah, but yeah, you decided yeah. to
0: pull it off. Yeah, you know what? We're going real. I'm I'm saying all my story today because usually I brush brush past it. So, so 2017 to about 2021, yeah. 2020. Like I was a rapper, right? Mm -hmm. So the the mentality I have now, I probably had about half of what mentality was I have now. Then, so I was very driven, right? So like back then, I was like, I was telling everyone, like, "Yo, I'm the best in South, like the South of England. I'm the best rapper in the South." Did you really believe that? You know what it is? I was so, I was so uh, deluded. I believed it Mm. because (laughs) obviously I'm only talking about West Sussex really. There were other rappers there and they, they, they definitely felt, um, what's the word? They, they felt overlooked. No. What's what's, what's the feeling you're trying to describe? Not competition. They felt, um, threatened. They felt threatened by my presence because I was Mm. so confident. And the thing is, I was, I was great at rapping. Yeah. So like, I wasn't thinking about London in it like I was thinking south of England in it but I was so deluded and so like like I said from young I was so I practiced my craft so much mm-hmm. I I could perform in front of anyone I could rap freestyle I had so many written if we go through my notes now I've got notes on my phone where it refreshes probably like 12 times cuz I just would write every single minute of every single day I was so pencilled like I was just tapped in. So the confidence, I really thought I was gonna be Matt Miller. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought I was gonna be the next thing in the UK and no one could tell me different in it. And with the modeling, I was meeting creative directors, brand owners, things like that. I was just plugging my music to everyone in it. So I was kind of building a little lane. A lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these massive models, girls as well, who are massive now, we were tapped in then. I was single <laughs> then, innit? <didn't> <laughs> we were tapped in, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say too much, but shout out them, man. But things like that. So I was really just plugging my music everywhere. And then, you know, life goes on. I started getting booked in London. So mm. I started actually making money from it. And the moment I started making money from it, I was like, hmm, this is a bit a bit like I don't know. I don't know about this. And we didn't uh, like it. I didn't really like it. It started to feel a bit like. Um, More like a business Than like a Like a craft Really? But But So basically 2019 I was going Dumb brazy I was going dumb Like I was dropping a freestyle Every single week Or something And I was telling people To tag Chucky online Tiffany Calvar all these DJs DJ Semtex or whatever all these people and every time they would comment on it and I was thinking yeah you know what I'm there like I've arrived in reality that did nothing but um so 2019 we were lit shooting music videos I was on GRM I did a black box things like that and then my boy got killed at the end of the year and then in 2020 I made a song dedicated to him It took me about a year to make it But it was like It's still out there Phone call for Swell If you want to go listen to that um, And it was a really deep song And you know Fully vulnerable Opened up on it About his death And things like that I don't know If I should say this Basically There was uh, There's a There's a person in the industry Who knew there's a respected person in the music industry Who knows one of my people back home Long story short I heard that they wanted to put A lot of money behind the video Towards her, the the song And um, Yeah I just I was like I don't want to do it innit like, I don't want to do it It doesn't feel right I, I, I don't feel like I should be monetizing off my friends Like Death, mm-hmm. um, and it also felt a bit like I've been doing this for so long. Where was all this money and support and love when I was dropping back to back videos and back to back music? Because my catalogue, like I got a lot of music out there in it. So it was like, where was that love then? It's like I don't know. It felt a bit. Not monetizing like, off a death, but I just didn't really agree with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, automatically, just made me fall out of love with music. That's so yeah, ne- I like never that's made music from there. That's so interesting because like, that that's could be in your chance to blow. It It might, but so basically, what you're saying, right? It could have given me the chance to blow, but I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night knowing that I blew up off that. I would have happily blown up of any other song but that I, don't, I just it just wasn't right god god was god was telling me it wasn't right innit? and like i'm <laughs> so happy i didn't do that because look where i am now i believe like these things happen for a reason i'm a big big believer in that so you know when when god god was telling me don't do that and like i listened and you know what i'm saying here so are. here we are but yeah Thank you for sharing that. Nah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't I haven't told that. I don't know if people are going to be happy about that. But oh, but it is what it is. It's your truth, right? I've never told them that. Yeah. So it's kind of...
1: But it's like your... People don't have to agree. But yeah. But the most important thing is that you did what you felt was right.
0: Yeah, it was tough for me at that time because yeah. no one agreed to that. Yeah. No no one. So but you don't regret it, so no problem. No, nah, I don't regret it. And I know my boy. I know swelled um I think... In my heart, I think he's happy that I didn't do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because I feel like I wouldn't have been able to. I feel like, yeah. Let's okay. Yeah, well, well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to get too deep on that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good.
1: So that's the music piece, and then what yeah. about modelling?
0: Uh, when I when I quit, because you were still doing modelling at that time. Yeah. So um, yeah. So modelling, I was on the storm for two years. Did so many things, and I generally thought, yeah, I could do this for the rest of my life. Mm. But no one really tells you or teaches you anything during that. Um, The team at Storm, who were there, they ended up leaving, kicked me off because they left. That's just what happens at these seriously, yeah, agencies and stuff. And um, I ended up going to first. They were awful. And then I went back to Bravo, which was the first agency I went on. Mm. Did a couple work with them, some good stuff. And then 2020, yeah, 2020, um, I was, like, getting no modelling jobs, couple bits and bobs. So I was working at Tesco, innit? And, like, in my head... I was just thinking bro Like I'm a rapper I'm working at a Tesco Like I'm talking about being flashy and shit Cause I was flashy back then You know mm. like I'm stonied head to toe Like we're fucking Like we're fly as shit Cause I was making money right Yeah, yeah. And um But like didn't save any money I was just being dumb it? <laughs> So then I was like 2020 I was like I'm fucking A rapper I'm working at a Tesco I just meet my girl Who lives in London so we start dating, and then COVID happens. Yeah. So COVID happens, and my mum now lives in the countryside. So I was like, "Cool, let me go back to my mum's for COVID." So I was still making music in that time. I made a home studio yeah, at my mum's, and I was just making music every day, sending it to my guy who uh, shout A one five. I worked to him at Tesco. He's a he's a producer in it. He would just mix my music, mm-hmm. and then I would work at Tesco because I was a key worker in it. And then uh, and then I was just like, you know what? Just take me off the agency, innit? Take me off the agency. And this was like September time. And I ended up working at a bakery uh, warehouse down the road from my mum's yard because my pops moved to Scotland. So I was like, yeah, cool. Moved to working at a bakery. And then I was like to my girl, like I need to get away from everything, innit? I need to move to London. Mm-hmm. And um Sorry, the start of that year, I started making YouTube content on sneakers. So I was, um, you know, uh, reviewing shoes and then I made a sneaker show, Forever Stepping. And uh, I basically made a show to interview people in the industry over Zoom. And I taught myself how to edit and things like that. And then um, because of that, I ended up getting my job as a sneaker offence care in London. Mm. And then in November 2021... Uh, yeah, I quit modelling in 2000, started 2021-ish and then I moved to London November 2021. Sick, it's like that
1: 2020 to start of
0: 2021 yeah. is how like you burn everything down. Yeah, burn everything down, I dropped so, the I'm song sure. to swell yeah. 2020, quit music, started making the content because I was now living at my mum's innit so I wasn't really in Crawley, I wasn't really around anyone other than my girl. Yeah. I will go to London for like three, four days, see my girl come back home, work in the warehouse. You know what I'm saying? It was good bread. I was earning like three, four days a week. I was getting like a bag. Mm. And then I would just be saving it up a little bit, spending it on shoes or whatever, making content. Bow, bow, bow. Then yeah, move to London. Yeah. Then, yeah, here we go. Here so it we, sounds we like get when get you them. burnt
1: everything down, your new outlet ended up being the sneaker show basically like your creative outlet because there's no longer modeling no longer rapping and now you're going to create content yeah create
0: content so i was doing tiktoks and um i put everything into sneakers in it like oh yeah like i started designing my own shoe and then i was like let me make my show and met some people in the industry Mm. and then i was like i need to move to london i was i was looking for retail jobs really just anything that could get me here, innit? And then I got my job as an authenticator and then, mm. then we go from there. <laughs> Next question. To <laughs> 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 be honest, I didn't really um,
1: with authentication. I thought it was all done like online. I didn't know it was real people that Yeah, it was you. real people gee. Yeah. Real people still. Yeah, so
0: yeah. then um obviously you got fired from that job. I got fired from that job. <laughs> Why'd you get fired? <laughs> so let me talk about this. You know what? We're here, let's talk about this. I got my brother in the building. I'm not going to say his name, but you know what I'm saying? Cause it could get techie right now. <laughs> so I got, so I got offered a job at one platform. Yeah. Um, but the money wasn't great. And they only wanted me for six months. And then I was like, Oh, I can't do it. And then they offered me a full-time position with the same amount of money. And I was like, no, I can't do it. Mm. And, um, you know what, I can, I'll, I'll be honest because uh, it's good to tell people this. Um, so one platform was, uh, at the time, 2021, they were offering me 24 grand. And then I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. Sorry. And then they offered me 26 grand to stay full time. Mm. And I was like, I don't know if I can actually... Like, I what, could the new it? place or the existing place? The the existing place. Well, They wanted to give you a pay rise to stay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think because a manager likes me, and the manager still follows me on... Um, I'm not going to say his name because it will bait out the platform, but shout out him. He knows who he is and he's a, he's a cool guy. Mm. Um, and he never cared that I went with the other one. So I, I respect him a lot for that. Anyway, the same time I was going through the process with these lot, this platform, and um, they offered me 30 grand to move. Or they offered me 30 grand to give me the mm. job. So I was like, mm. 30 bags. Like My pops has never made more than that in his life, mm. like in a job. So I was like, 30 grand I am rich (laughs) I am rich so I was like cool I had about a month and a half to get a room I was like this is a breeze Mm. brother I couldn't get a room yeah so I lived at my girl's crib for six months during the time of me getting a job so we're there when I first joined there was about 30 of us and there's American company and uh, so that was 2021. 2020, start of 2022, sorry, 2022, I get a personality gig with this brand called Culted. Mm. I do it randomly. I didn't really think anything of it. They like my YouTube stuff. So they are like, oh, we have this idea doing some on-street stuff. Mm. So I was like, cool. We ended up doing it. The video went viral because the kid was wearing fake babes in it. And I was like, I could probably do this personality thing. So that whole year, 2022, I was slowly working with brands and doing personality stuff and talking more to the camera and da 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 Anyway, when I worked in this company, American company, right? Let me just tell you the bullshit that was going on. They allowed racism, sexism, a lot of bullshit. They also, we weren't employed by the company. We were employed by a third party, an American company, right? So we had no benefits. There was no... Bearing in mind the people employed by that company, they were getting private health, all yeah. that, da 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 da. We were getting niche. Yeah. We didn't even have paid sick days, bro. I, that whole year, I didn't take a sick day once because I, I needed the money in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Cool. So that was the first year. So then 2022, cool. End of 2022, obviously, I'm working doing the um, personality stuff, Where all this bullshit's happening in this company. I hate the company, Whatever ebay are like oh yeah we want to do some we want you to host this thing for sneaker con in the uk in december i was like bet we confirmed everything gave me the bread like ready to give me the money i was like bet i was like yo i could really do this big brand you know what i'm saying then they're like oh you work for and i was like yeah what's that and they were like oh it's a conflict of interest and i was like nah surely not in it like it says in my contract the conflict of interest is like authentication, isn't it? Yeah, Not personality, yeah. right? So I was like, cool, whatever. I do it. Then when I did it, I get a call from the HR lady in America. Bear in mm-hmm. mind, yeah, she knows who she is. So if she ever watches this, yeah, you done us all dirty. How um, did she find out? Listen, listen, listen. Okay, go on, go on. She knows who she is, isn't it? So she's jarring, bro, because she let down the whole team in it. A lot of people. Bearing in mind that whole year, motherfuckers were getting fired, left, right, and center, getting made redundant for no reason in it because they just overemployed too many people in it. Mm. Cool. She calls me up. She from America, right? I want to say her name, but that would just be so Pete. She called me up. She like, hey, like, da da. You know. You're working with a competitor, you're not allowed to do that. I was like, where in the contract does it say personality work? I didn't do no authentication with them. Cool. She was basically giving me a warning without giving me a warning, innit? They saw it because I was very, I still am very heavy on posting on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of work book through LinkedIn. Um, obviously, I have the people I work with on LinkedIn, innit? Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm thinking it's not that deep, right? Cool year later, so 2023, this year. So start of the year, again motherfuckers again fired left, right, and center. We started with thirty. We were on like fifteen now. Start of the year we're down to like ten. Or like we're down to like eleven, right? And I'm like, damn. Then in March, eBay asked for me to host sign. So I'm like, yeah, you know I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and the price went up. So I'm like, you know I'm gonna do that. So I did it. And um, so I did it, and then, uh, like, I was at work for, like, a month, and I was like, yo, bus case, bro, like, no one knows shit. Mm. Coming to work, we were, um, me, Tris, me, me, my dog, Tris, Jamil, uh, Az, and Steph. On that weekend, we are going to Paris for my boy, uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo G. A lot of people know who he is. Uh, he did a pop-up with Solomon in Paris. So I was like, yeah, let's all go support him. So that week, I think, I think it was like, what day was it? Just like Wednesday or like Tuesday? Something like that. <laughs> so I go to work. I'm just chilling, chilling, whatever. I'm fucking... They're like, yeah, can we come talk to tea? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then they take me downstairs, bro. I ain't never been downstairs in my life. Mm. They're like, We've, bro, bearing in mind... I was top three in the UK for my numbers in terms of how much I offed, in terms of my capabilities. So, the shoes I could off, I was never late to work. And I used two of my free paid sick days, which they allowed us to have in the end, right? In a year. They fired me in five minutes, bro. Five minutes took them to fire me, bro. Wow. So, I just I told them, they were like, Yeah, it was a conflict of interest. You went against the company. Da 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 Bearing in mind, a week before I got pay rise, yeah, I got promoted, yeah. I just told him I was like yo Let's wrap this shit up Let's wrap it up Because I don't deserve this shit You know what I'm saying And that was That's it crazy I got fired And then That week I was so depressed I was like I'm going to have to go back home To my mum like I don't I like London's expensive And I cannot afford this And I had enough money Because I'm really good with money Touch wood I'm really good with money um, I have like an allowance Every month from my paycheck like when i worked so like i would never be broke basically mm-hmm. so i had two months left of the allowance after they paid me my final pay or whatever and i said within these two months i got to do everything in my power to make sure i never go back home mm. and uh yes i got fired and then i was depressed for like three four days we went in paris and we, we just had To everybody else on the trip It was very normal for them like, It was just a cool trip But to me It was definitely some like Spiritual shit Because yeah. I was like Now nah, when I come back I have to I was waking up at like Six, seven o'clock in the morning Like I did when I worked at my job And I would just make content And just approach everyone mm. LinkedIn Email Insta TikTok And I would just be like Yo What opportunities are going Let's work da and I've been full time Ever since And uh, I'm making more money Than I did When I worked At uh, my old job Yeah that's hard So
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's something About going Away away as well Because it takes you away From like noise As yeah. you get back to centre So talk about Great timing For that Paris trip Yeah
0: like. like And like the Paris trip It was my first time Where I went To a different country With My London people In it mm. And um, Like I love these lot Dearly So and it was a mixture, like as never met these lot, you know. All three of us worked together. As kind of came in, then they all met Lorenz, and mm-hmm. like we were in a different country, you know, seeing different culture, and and it was just, yeah, it was like that trip was just amazing, mm-hmm. and it was just like we were just all posted off in one Airbnb, and it was just, it was lit, it was lit, and like it's, it, I feel like it's so nice as well because the next time. I go to Paris It's a different story Because like I got so many people now In Paris Over this year That I met And like It's just a different story In it So it's a a good feeling To go To know that like That place was one of those Places for me In it It's crazy that happened This year as well Bro I'm telling you Just as we're talking I was thinking all this shit happened This year Like And this is why, like, when I talk heavy on my shit, when I talk my shit, it's because I can back it up. Mm. Like, no one in the world has done what I've done in this short, short space of time, let alone the brands I worked with, the calibre of brands I worked with, the calibre of work I've done this year. I've done back-to-back campaigns, bro. So let's talk about brands, yeah? Yeah. Like, how were
1: you approaching them? Like, how were you getting booked? Is it a case, because you mentioned that you were... Messaging them them on all different platforms. Like, yeah. how are you going about that whole like
0: getting work? Like I don't want to give out all my source. Give us some, give us some. But I was finding a lot of, because the problem is people are dumb. What do you mean by that? People don't, people, it's what I'm saying. Like, I say this to Triss a lot you go work, you go work smarter, not harder, right? Mm. So people will message a brand with a million followers on it, right? And think they're going to get a reply it's never going to happen. You find the social media manager, you find the PR manager, you find the head of global marketing, you, those are the people you hit up. Mm. And I would hit them up with a voice message, right? And the thing is I can give this source cuz not everybody's confident enough to do that. I would hit them up in a voice message and tell them, "Yo, I'm the guy. Like, you go work with me. This is what I can do." do, 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 do. That brought in me so much work yeah. because First of all, on a DM, you have to open the DM. I think it's different now by the time you had to open, accept it to play the voice message. So mm. I'd know if I saw that you seen it. <laughs> and if you didn't reply, <laughs> I'd hit you up again. Yeah. Oh, because you're in, isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then alongside that, like I said, Will, yeah. a lot of people in the industry, if I see them at an event, things like that, I'll just pull up on them mm. and just spit my game or like, just tell them, you fuck with what you're doing, That's how I know Will, right? So, like, Will will tell you, I pulled up on him, first thing I was talking to him about how much I hate the industry and how much I'm going to change it. And what did I do? I done exactly what I said I was going to do. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing with me, like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like really doing that. But if I also say I've done something or, like, I'm talking my shit because I can actually talk it and, like, I can back it up with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like... And then, yeah, yeah. Because with that
1: you said, like you you want to hate the industry, you want to change the industry. So is that part of your pitch to some of the brands, it, in terms of like I don't like what you're doing. Let me help you improve it.
0: Probably in like a way a that way. It, yeah, in a nicer way. Yeah, yeah. Because what don't you like about the industry? What I don't like about the industry, the main thing I don't like is brands aligning themselves with people who don't align themselves with the brand. Mm. So for instance, I turn down a lot of work because it doesn't align with me or it doesn't align with my look or my brand or whatever right there's a lot of content creators who just work with anyone right and they become rubbed out but for instance let me think if you let's say you were a swimmer you made swimming content and a brand hit you up about oh yeah am come make some football content. Yeah. It wouldn't really make any sense because that's not the content you make, right? But some brands will do that. So like some brands might, oh yeah, like if a brand, if a brand was like to me, oh yeah, wear, like we want you to wear our dress or something. Like I don't wear dresses. Yeah, Like yeah. it would make no sense. But brands, some brands are very thick. Like they generally will do that because somebody has a million followers. Mm. Oh yeah, get them to wear the dress. But, They don't wear dresses. Yeah, Get somebody who has an influence on the Gen Z. Cool, they might not have as many followers as you want, but they have influence. That's all that matters. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's one thing I hate about the industry. Yeah, And it's still going on now, two years later. Mm.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then, because you mentioned that, because I feel like with creators, some of them do everything for everyone, because at the end of the day, it's like, if they're doing it full time, it's... What's paying their bills? But You
0: become rubbed out yeah. That's a problem Like You become rubbed out Like I'm thinking about longevity mm-hmm. I've always thought about longevity You know what I'm saying Even when I rapped I wanted to be the next R- Rick Rubin I didn't want to be Someone who Had one hit song Or whatever I wanted to be a mogul And yeah. you know what I'm saying Now I want to be a mogul In everything mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about longevity I turned down so much work Because If I do that Another brand might think, hmm, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, my audience might think, why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'm thinking about 10 years. I don't care about tomorrow. So do you do free work? Do I do free work? Yeah. The only free work I do is for the manum. How do you approach pricing
1: then? Like in terms of upping your levels? Because I know your price today isn't the same price as last year. No,
0: no, no. Definitely <laughs> not. Um, it's really good, you know. It's a really good question because Trissa's in in the building. I spoke about this on my TikTok recently. Sometimes you go, go, sometimes you go, well, you always got to know your self-worth and that takes time. Right. But the thing is now I've realized that brands, you know, when I approach brands, I can confidently say, I can bring this to you. Like I can bring the Gen Z to you. Look at what I've done with all these other brands. Look at what I've done with my own platform. Yeah. People are calling me the voice of the streets. This ain't no joke. <laughs> They're calling me that for a reason because I'm outside every single day. I'm covering, I'm documenting culture like no one has done it before. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Some of it's fun, but it's the energy. It's the vibe. It's the mentality. It's the mindset that I'm putting on this Gen Z, you know? It's all positive. There's no, this ain't no Andrew Tate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? This is all positive, everything I'm preaching. And also, I'm bringing different vibes to different companies, right? So like, for instance... I work very close with eBay. I love them, right? But the vibe I'm bringing to them is something that the UK has never seen before. A lot of the shoes I wear, no one even knows what they are. Mm. So I'm teaching not only the youth, but older people as well, you know? No one's ever done that. It's funny you mentioned eBay, you know, because eBay, like, for a number of years, they
1: haven't been... Active I'd say In terms right. of like Speaking to the younger people mm. And I think What I've noticed They're doing now With their whole Authentication on like The sneakers Bro, I remember buying A fake pair of Air Max 90s Like years ago And I was Fuming Because right. I thought it was legit right? But right, then right. now you've got The authentication thing mm. Which makes sure You get it legit And like mm-hmm. Seeing the content That you're making With them Is showing that eBay are literally Actively trying To get to like, The younger generation And, that's, and that.
0: that's why I love brands like eBay because yeah. They know that mm. They understand that New era as well New era is my uniform. I always wear fitted caps or a cap, right? Right now I'm wearing a bucket. Don't judge me, new era. (laughs) But it would have been dumb for them not to work for me. And that's what people need to realise. They need to have that energy over some of these brands. Mm. It'll be dumb for brands not to work with you because you're the best footballer in the streets. You know, you might not be at a team, but the streets know who you are. Mm. It'll be dumb for a brand not to work with the next, uh, Slorn, right? Mm. slawn, It will be dumb for all these brands not to work with him. But how do they identify like the right people to work
1: with? Like what makes you stand out? Like what makes you different from all the other content creators? Because especially for brands, mm. there's like two metrics that they're looking mm. for. There's conversion and there's awareness. Mm-hmm. So do you speak to more than more of one versus the other? Like what values do you
0: think you bring? I think I sit perfect in the middle mm. because I could sell a product, but I can also bring people to that product. And that's where people can't. There's so many influencers, big influencers with millions of followers or thousands and thousands of followers, but what influence do you actually have in real life? Mm. You know, People come up to me, I want a photo of me. I'm a kid from Crawley, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that is crazy to me. And people want that because I'm just... I, I don't know (laughs) I don't know I think I think people fuck with it Because I'm documenting culture Like it's never been done before People might be there Making content The same day But the video That gets spoken about Is mine Mm. Every single time There's no coincidence On that There can't be There can't be a coincidence On that You know A team will play You're always gonna talk about The best player on the team There's no coincidence You know what I'm saying I'm trying to be the golden boy Every single year like everybody's talking about twenty twenty four is my year. I'm trying to have the next ten summers. Like <laughs> I don't want just one year, innit? I want all of that. So I think where brands want to work with me is because, like I said, I talk my shit, but I back it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like brands might send stuff to. Sometimes you gotta go above and beyond, and that's where I, that's where I am, right? Yeah. Brands might send something to an influencer, right? They'll take one little story, put it up on their one of the pages they sell on whatever, right? That's it. Bro, I'll go out, I'll make a video on it, I'll go crazy for it, you know what I'm saying? I'm grateful to be in the position I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Like, brands, platforms, businesses, they appreciate things like that, mm. you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you go go above and beyond for certain things, it? I love that it's like, you got the hunger And the confidence Bro I'm always going to be hungry Because yeah. I know where I'm from You know Nipsey Hussle said something um, That I always post I always post on my story And it resonates so much with me And yeah. I wish I knew it When I was younger I wish I saw the clip When I was younger But basically He says like you got to know yourself Before you do anything in life That mm. like, you got to know yourself Before you can make a rap song Before you can have an opinion You know what I'm saying you got to really know Who you are it. And this is the problem No one knows who they are a lot of these influencers, content creators, they don't know their lane. They don't know what they're doing. They're just doing everything for a, a little bag. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I turn down a lot of bread. You know what I'm saying? If my mum knew how much money I'd turn down, she would scream. Yeah. But I know that if I turn that down now, in the future, it's going to make sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And this is the problem. People don't... People... My name's not a joke. FD from the future is not a joke. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. So on that, right?
1: Um, FD from the future, let's talk about vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about purpose with that. So I guess what's your vision? Like where do you see things going over the next five to ten years? And what do you see as your purpose and does that and
0: how the vision and your purpose come together, would you say? So it's a good question because when I was growing up, all I wanted to do was to be the best rapper, to be the best whatever, the best of the best, right? As I've grown up, I've realised, you know what? Because I've studied so many legends and so many goats and so many moguls, rappers, artists, singers, whatever, one thing that really stands out is playing your position. You know what I'm saying? I love music, innit? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the biggest rapper. I can interview rappers. I can be around the industry. Rappers know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've got to attack it from a different different way right yeah so my vision maybe isn't to be the best of the best or whatever but I want to be the best version of myself I also want to take over the media game I want to bring something new to it I also want to take over the design game I want to put out my shoe put on my brand and my purpose for long I was wondering was my purpose to be the best rapper, to be the best presenter? People forget presenting was never part of this. Mm. It got randomly approached to me and then I thought, you know what? I'm a funny guy. I'm honest. I might as well just do that in front of the camera. Get paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? So my purpose, I think now, is just to inspire others Mm. in anything I do. And if that's putting out my shoe, if that's getting fired from my job and building my lane if that's being the biggest presenter in the world, I don't really know. I don't really care because if one door closes, I'm going to just open another one. And I could be the next flipping, I don't even know, bro. I could buy like 500 car parks and just make dumb bread off that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. anything I touch, like it's it's going to work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, because to me, it sounds like you follow like your
1: passions as it mm. were. I like take it as far as you can go. And then yeah, yeah. If it's no longer serving you, you
0: know something else is going to come from. You know what it is, like, you know this whole, this whole, I grew up around so many people, yeah, we're making moves, Mm. we're making all these moves, da-da-da-da-da. What are you doing, bro? Like, man, them are just rolling zoots on the same road, around the same girls, at the same parties, doing the same shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grind so hard to the point where... It's put pressure on my relationship, put pressure on my friendships, put pressure on my family life, things like that. People aren't ready for that sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? People aren't ready for that. Like you got to you gotta be ready to risk everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I was really, when I got fired from my job, I, was, I had two months yeah, to do anything I could in my power to change my life. I got fired end of April. The start of May, I think it was the first week, I interviewed Nines. A yeah. week later, I do the Boba advert. Sorry, start of May, I do the Central. No, was it Nines or Central Sea thing first? What was it? It was Nines and then Central Sea. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> my research. Right. Right. <laughs> so, start of May, I interview Nines, right? Week later, I do the Central Sea video. He shares it, million views. The week after, I do the Boba advert nothing was the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not a coincidence. That's called momentum. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People could be like, it's luck. You don't have luck three times. You just don't have luck. You're not that lucky. No one can ever be that lucky. The only thing I can put that down to you is consistency and momentum. I haven't stopped since May. Like my, my, my momentum has not stopped since May. And you can see the brands who I worked with. You can see the things I've documented. You can see the people I've met you can see the people I've interviewed. There's no luck in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was younger, I used to always think, "Oh, I'll like I will look at people, I'll be so salty, you know, I'll be so salty. Oh, how did these people get it? Like people, people come out to me, message me or whatever. How did you get a million views? I didn't. It's like, you are not me. Mm-hmm. You don't put in that work. You don't grind as much as me. You don't grind as much as me. People could say they grind at me. No one grinds at me. Mm. Why do you think no one's done what I've done? Mm. People could be like, people try to compare me. I got no competition in the thing that I do. None. Because no one has done what I've done in the time I've done it. No one has worked with the brands I have. It's not even been a year, bro. Mm. It's not been a year. But when when you're
1: you're in that place where you Mm. literally have no competition, Mm. like, it can get lonely in a sense that like mm. no one really understands what you're up to like mm. you said it puts pressure on your relationships mm. it gets difficult for you to know what the next step is especially if you're just like head down all the time like you started off by saying work is smart versus working hard but then no one's working as hard as you mm-hmm. and no one is working as smart as you like there's yep. all the different components um and then even when you work hard and like let's just say one video done like one million next one one bit two the next one 700 then the next one 5k mm. so like with all those different factors that come into, like how do you, like number one, what's your why? And then how do you maintain that sense of
0: like, keep going even when things ain't looking so good? Okay. So I'm going to reply to the first thing you said. Mm -hmm. Um, Because because I work so hard, it doesn't mean I'm not working smart. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know I'm outworking everyone, but it doesn't mean I'm way better at, Balance in my life now Than I was When I first got fired I'll keep it 100 Like I think a lot of people Around me knew That I had to do that Yeah In the start I'm not saying My foot's off the gas now I just do it In a smarter way now You know what I'm saying Try get a bigger job Or try You know Get a bigger opportunity Which could last me more In terms of content Money Whatever right So That's the answer To your first thing Mm. because i think touch wood i mean i got my people with me my girl whatever i think i'm doing way better in terms of balance you know trying to be a normal human as much as a workhorse right so that's the the answer to the first thing you said what's my why Mm. my why is what was the thing you asked me as well after the why so
1: like, I oh, so remember I was just, I was with the spirit at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, we're scared, right now, we're spirit, So like, um, <laughs> when you're working so hard yeah. and then you have videos that blow yeah. and then some that don't. Oh, happen, uh, okay, and so, keep going, okay, like, so yeah.
0: my why, my why, why do I keep going? Mm. Because my boy got killed at 20 years old. Like, why wouldn't I keep going? Mm. You know what I'm saying? My mum moved to this country with nothing. Why wouldn't I keep going? You know what I'm saying? My nana's had cancer three times. And has bounced back every single time. Why wouldn't I keep going? Mm. If these people, do you know what I'm saying? If these situations and the people in my life now have kept going, why can't I keep going? You know what I'm saying? I'm, am a, you know, when I was younger, I got arrested when I was 13, 13, 14. I got arrested when I was 13, and my mum told me, "You're a disgrace to this family," right? When I was that young, isn't it? That's stuck with me still to this day. I know now <laughs> I'm definitely not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely, I'm top, I'm top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm top of the list of my family tree. You know what I'm saying? But those things can really like, really ingrain into your brain, right? I don't ever want to be a disgrace to the family. You know, I don't, why, why do I do this thing? I don't ever want to go back to my ends. I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to the same parties doing the same bullshit. I don't want to do that shit ever again and I don't ever want to feel like I did when I was 17 sitting in my kitchen ready to kill myself I don't ever want to feel like that that's why I do what I do now Mm. how do I carry on doing it when I don't get views or whatever never cared about views I've never cared about views there's influencers whatever tiktokers whatever you want to call these people content creators yeah they get hundreds of thousands of views every single time millions of thousands of views every single time Whatever, whatever, whatever I don't even get probably 2-3% of the views they get Why am I working with way bigger brands? Why have I got the streets on my back? Pause Why have I got Gen Z following me? Why have I got people doing this in real life? Real life engagement? Why? I'm asking you bro I'm asking you You tell me That's why I don't care about any of that shit because I know who I am I know what I'm on I know I know about the future Like I know about longevity That's the only That's why I keep I don't care about views If, any, if my stuff On TikTok If my stuff Does over A K I post three times a day If I'm getting a K On everything I post That's fine with me yeah. Instagram if I'm doing About 4K On everything I post That's fine with me I got more engagement Than brands whole brand platforms people have told me these brands they use these apps and things which they pay for and it tells them the engagement rate i got higher engagement rate than platforms Mm -hmm. and brands i'm not even on 10k followers you know how how obscure that is Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that is outrageous bro that's probably never even you know what i'm saying
1: i think think it's lit because even like when i went through your linkedin Mm. And like My
0: engagement on LinkedIn is, is dumb and Dumb think, brazy and what, you, what
1: you were saying about going the extra mile Bro you show your analytics Like you show your like what you've been up to And I think that's one angle that Sometimes content creators don't look at They focus on just like yeah. everyday people And not like yeah. the brands It's like having a B2B
0: but also a B2C strategy The amount of big people mm. Who have hit me up in my DM Oh how would you work with brands Did I, Why the hell are you asking me, me? Don't ask me you, you should You should already have that pan. You got all the followers in the world Like no, you no, should no. have that pan. That's why I've never cared about followers Because mm. the 15k uh, Nearly 16k followers I have on TikTok And the nearly 10k followers I have on Instagram They are riding for me mm. Like these lot fully support everything I do mm. Do you know what I'm saying And that's Again that's not a coincidence That's because I'm honest I'm transparent I'm doing things differently and I'm doing stuff that no one's ever done before, mm. and like I said, I've never faked anything I've done. I would never work with a brand if I don't feel like it's the right thing. I won't just take every single opportunity, and I definitely am more honest about that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really like even me just trying. I'm getting like phew, yeah, motivation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah um,
0: that's all. That's all I try to do in yeah. it.
1: because like, I think it's sick, especially like working with brands and still being able to. ...isolate yourself in a sense that you are not... ...you're affiliated with by them... ...but you're not influenced by them.
0: Well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is like... ...like I said like... ...show me... ...show me now... ...a time where I've worked with a brand... ...and you didn't feel like that was FD. Mm. No one can... ...no one can show me that. Yeah. No one. Because I'm so... ...when I go into these meetings... Cons, um, ...consultations... ...consulting, whatever... When I go into these places, yeah, like, I'm telling them, this is how we're going to do it. Like, this is how it's going to work, and this is what will bang. Mm. And they trust me, and it works every single time. A lot of these content creators or whatever, they'll just do whatever the brand wants them to do. Mm. And then they wonder why they're rubbed out. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? This was never part of the plan. So if I can take this over... And do something that no one's ever done before. Because I want somebody now to tell me who else does what I do. Mm. No one can tell me that. Not in the UK, not in Europe, and not in the world. No one, no one does what I do, bro. Mm. And like, I talk with so much passion because it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? If somebody can be like, yeah, he's a liar, like this guy, does it. no one's done it, bro. Mm. No one's done it. And that's how I felt with rapping. And that's how I'll feel with this and feel like with whatever I do in life. You know what I'm saying?
1: No oh, sick. Okay. FD Fabio, thank you, bro. This oh, has okay. been a pleasure. No, oh, no, okay. um, no, no, no. So good. No, so no, no, so so like you can drink a yeah, water. Uh, I'm gonna ask uh, you, I've got, I got yeah. a couple three quick fire questions for okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You can drink a drink, a drink okay, yeah. if you need okay, to. Wait, right. um, uh-huh. So I'll start off easy. Yeah. So first question, a piece of advice that you
0: wish you listened to earlier. Well, I was gonna say probably save my money from a younger age, yeah, because uh, yeah, I
1: spunked a lot of bread. Mm. But it's—I mean—you're into fashion, so it's like you kind of have to. Fashion is mad expensive. <sighs> it is. I mean, but not anymore now that you get your stuff for free. No, but, <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, probably money. Yeah. What's a piece of advice that you hear people give all the time mm. that you actually think is bad advice?
0: Mm. Um. I don't know how you'd word it, Mm. but like basically what I'm trying to say, the advice I would say is to play your position, know your position, play it. You can't, like where I learned that the most was Tony Yale Mm. because I love 50 Cent. I wanted to be 50 Cent growing up, but I really studied Tony Yale because he was second in command, right? Mm. But he is so grateful for 50 Cent but he always said like, I was happy to play my position. Mm. But I think a lot of the time people teach you to be like the best of the best and they teach you to be number one, but you can be number one in a different way. Yeah. Like I know I'm number one, but I still, because I, the thing is, I talk with a lot of vim and passion and confidence, but I will never be the best. Mm. Because the thing is, once you feel like you're the best in that, you've lost. There's always room for improvement. There's always like, you can always work on yourself You know what I'm saying So I feel like That's one advice I think people get wrong A lot of the time Because they Like People might be like <laughs> Like people might be like Oh yeah I'm the coldest rapper da, da, da. You got two songs yeah. yeah Like You're not the coldest rapper Like until you can Until you're Drake <laughs> Like then you can start Saying that shit You know what I'm saying I
1: like it Yeah um, Oh I had the question That's the Okay cool What's one Thing that you do Like a trick or a hack That helps you
0: like Stay on top of your creativity um, I find Creative inspiration In everyday to day things So if that's um, I don't know In terms of content Seeing like a funny meme Or a joke Or something like that Locking that in my head Or like If I'm designing I'll think of I don't know Like this This green lever. Like I could be like Oh that's a nice Like overlay for a shoe Or something like that I think Yeah like Real life Experiences Using that as inspiration Then Like a person Mm -hmm. Something like that Mm -hmm. Love it There's so many more questions I could ask you But um, final 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 question Uh,
1: Where can people find you?
0: FD from the future Everywhere Yeah Yeah. Yeah. It's been a pleasure I appreciate it Take care Legend Cool Come on (laughs)